You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Weekly News Bulletin. We are waiting with bated breath for our Prime Minister to call an election. He's not given us any indication of when that'll be, but there's only two dates now that he can choose from. True. The 14th and the 21st of May. Yeah, and the 21st it. is the last one, so you won't do it then because it'll look too last minute, won't it? You want to submit your assignment, you know, like an he's, hour yeah, or two before. You're right. He's definitely um, a forward thinker. Yeah, it's um, like an 11.30 submission rather than a 11.59pm yeah. submission. And if he's anything he's known for is being prepared for deadlines. Oh, yeah, always ahead of these kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway, you're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, Errol Parker and Wendell Hussey, you've both heard from already. So what's going on in the news, Wendell? Well, the Prime Minister has um, raised eyebrows once again this week. He made some comments about renters going out and purchasing their own home if they're concerned about their financial security. He's since come out and said that if you don't like your kids' underfunded public school, then just send them to a nice private one. Yeah, simple stuff, reckons the Prime Minister. If you're worried about your kid getting into fights, not having textbooks and resources, sweating in unconditioned demountables, then just send them to a good school. He says you can whinge until the cows come home, but if you want to change something, maybe take some personal responsibility for once and fork out up to $50,000 per year in school fees. Those comments have understandably upset a number of workers in the public education sector because in the latest federal budget that dropped last week, just over half a billion dollars was slashed from their budgets over the next three years, while private independent schools were handballed a further $2.6 billion. Disgusting. The yeah. money that did go to the public schools, however, um, included $62 million for school chaplains to be placed in the secular public school system mm. in lieu of actual mental health professionals. Because if you are struggling with some of those things that our teenagers are struggling with, the best person you could talk to is an unmarried man of the cloth. Now, Morrison wasn't deterred by those comments from the public sector. He came out in response to questions about why he was giving private schools so much money, saying, private school parents pay much more tax, so in my opinion, they should get a little bit of bang for their buck. Not all of it should go to paying for things like welfare payments and the NDIS. Some of it needs to be spent directly benefiting them as taxpayers. It's simple economics. There was a lot of that in this year's budget. We're going to talk about the parents of non-private school kids now, though. As Errol mentioned, the budget was this week, and a $250 one-off pensioner cash payment was promised to around 6 million Australians. It's now been revealed that it's also going to include free shuttle buses to the nearest RSL. Yes, the pre-election cash splashing has well and truly begun. We had a budget handed down earlier this year with lots of sugar hits promised to the people of the country ahead of polling day. One of those was 250 bucks for pensioners, which has since been followed on with the promise to transport them to local RSL clubs where they can flush it away whichever which way they're inclined. Mm. Would have been nice to chuck in some donut time vouchers as well, I reckon, but maybe that will come in the future. Now, the Labor Party, they have backed this measure as well. Aside from promising edible food and more nurses in aged care homes, Albo has essentially mirrored back Josh Frydenberg's budget to him, except he did explicitly state that they would prefer the $250 cash payment go straight into the poker machines rather than uh, into a counter meal or um, a glass of Shirley Temple or whatever else these old codgers do with their money when inside these giant stationary cruise ships that are RSL clubs. 
yeah, the, the poker machine is the best bet because a lot of it does come back to the government and, of course, to one or two wealthy families based in the North Shore of Sydney. Would certainly make things more efficient. Now, we had the Oscars this week and Will Smith shocked the world by pulling a David Warner on day four of the first test in South Africa. Yeah, it was the first time in a while that the Oscars actually got any real traction outside of the industry and film nerds. With Will Smith deciding to get in the face of an opponent after a sledge directed at his wife. Now, if you aren't a sports fan, Australian cricket David Warner confronted South African wicketkeeper Quinton de Kock in the same way after he made very similar comments about his partner. Which did lead to a bit of an altercation and then the infamous ball tampering scandal, widely regarded at the time as a bit of a dummy spit. What a time that was. Seems uh, like quite a while ago now. Matt Berso chimed in in the comments section of that one saying we just needed Faf Duplessis in a towel up there on stage to de-escalate the situation at the Oscars. Finishing up with sports news and a diehard Sydney Swans fan has revealed that he will never forget the night that Budgie Frankston scored 1,000 points. And what a day it was. I think the game was on during the day, but I'm not really too into AFL. But the Sydney Swans caused a mass pitch invasion last Friday with RMs and Chinos sprawled across the hallowed turf of the Sydney cricket ground. Yeah, and a Bondi-based finance guy who has one of those weirdly vague job descriptions reckons he is still absolutely buzzing from it. Yes, Jordan Amalfi is his name. He said that the 15 minutes where crowds ran into the middle of the oval before politely returning to their seats to watch the remaining five minutes was absolutely out of control. As he said to us, and I quote, that's what you get in the big matches. Apparently it's never happened before. 1,000 points. Go budgie. A sight to behold. I think there may have been some fact-checking in the comment section of this article, actually. Tony Arbett came out and said... It was 1,000 goals. Oh, okay. Uh, Thanks for the clarification, Tony. Uh, Most of which, of course, those goals were scored playing for a club that isn't the Sydney Swans. Um, But, you know, when you put out to pasture like that, you do get to keep your stats. And Budgie was able to keep kicking until he got to 1,000. Also, I don't think he was the only one who ever done that. He's one of six. Uh, The other one from the Sydney Swans was Plugger Lockett, who also was a mercenary that was sent there to retire and uh, keep notching up his uh, his tally. But, yeah, that's about as interesting as AFL gets. So, for clarification, goals don't equal points. There's a difference between goals and points. Yeah. No, I think the points are the ones that don't go through the goal but go through the little goal on the side. <laughs> yeah, right, OK. All very confusing Victorian football. Anyway, uh, I might tune into a game this weekend and try and figure out what's going on, but that's where we'll leave you. I hope you've enjoyed the news wrap, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Ciao. All right.